Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. And so I really saw the power of, of really focusing on women's empowerment, not just in my own life, but in communities all around the world. And so that brought in another lens of wanting to create a place that's specifically just for women, because it's not only safer, but it also makes the world a better place. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. 
Welcome back to the show. I'm really excited about today's podcast because I feel like if my message and my book had a sister, this is who it would be and whose message it would be. <laughs> so it's so much fun when you meet someone who's like, oh my God, that's my mission. Oh my God, that's, that's exactly what I'm doing. But she's doing it in such an awesome modality. So today on my podcast, I have Olivia June and she is the creator and founder of Hey Vina, which is a social discovery app just for women. And you guys, Olivia June is the CEO who is obsessed with meeting new friends, connecting people, and she has a degree in social psychology. She's passionate about empowering women around the world, and she wants people to live their best lives. And truly, you guys, Hey Vina was created on the simple premise that it only takes one friend to change your entire life and that nothing makes you feel more confident, secure, happy, and free than a supportive group of friends. She says, when women have the tools to connect, support, and empower each other, we truly can change the world for the better together. She says, the Vina team and I couldn't be more proud of the life-changing friendships that have developed from the millions of dittos on Hey Vina. Women in 158 countries from all over the world have met their best friends, their travel partners, their roommates, their bridesmaids, all from a simple right swipe. You guys, I'm so incredibly excited for you to listen to this conversation and download the app right after this because it is so good. And I'm so excited that there is an actual way now outside of what I teach in my book to also connect through an app. So you guys go and check it out right now. It's linked in the show notes before you even listen to this because you're going to be so excited about it. And let's get started with my amazing guest. Here we go. Olivia, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Lori. This is fantastic to be able to sit down with you today. So we're in person, you guys. I do a lot of my stuff uh, via Zoom, but we get to be in person today. I've Not had more and more in-person podcasts, which is so much fun. It's so great. I love your setup because we're really like staring directly eye to eye. Yes. Like as we're talking. Like it's like contact. super intimate. Like we're going to hold hands in five minutes for the rest of it. I'm just kidding. But you know, if, if it comes to that, we can't can tell you we are. <laughs> if it comes to just picture us holding hands and, and staring deeply into each other's eyes and, and you'll be right in the group with us. So it's great. True friend. <laughs> so I'm so excited to chat with you today about everything. Basically, not just that you do, but who you are and how this all started. But I just want to share a little bit of how we connected because I think it's pretty much exactly how we teach people to connect, which is awesome for the most part. Besides being connected through setting up an interview for um, one of the modalities of your businesses, it was also that we uh, connected via social media pretty much, mm -hmm. just found each other via social media and then was like, Hey, I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to figure out how we can support each other. Connected for coffee really quick and then said we should do something else. Yeah. And it can was, happen that fast. It was really just, you know, seeing seeing something, a spark of of passion that we both share. Mm-hmm. And then not letting that just slip by, but actually making another intentional date. 
Yeah, it's all about action. Yeah. And a few texts in between, just yeah. telling each other how, how great we are. <laughs> Those are always nice. You're like, happy hey, birthday. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there and say that I really enjoyed connecting with you. And then you know what? If you wouldn't have responded back, that would have been fine too. But I loved, you know, the text back with um, I believe it had some emojis, which is always great for me. So that's perfect. Gotta have emojis. <laughs> it's so true. We were talking about um, I was talking with someone yesterday about how we've become such an emoji culture. Like I wrote thank you on something with a period. And I was like, oh, that seems like such an asshole thing to say. Like, thank you, period. So rude. Like it's got to be like, well, thank you heart. It really does. You know, if it's a business email or a job interview, right. like, you know, yeah. don't, don't throw in the heart. <laughs> Keep to the periods, no exclamation points. Yes. But with friends. This was in like DMs, like people yeah, like doing stuff. I was like, exclamation points. At least three. Two, I'm like, what's wrong? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but three is good. Three, three is a happy good. number. So, okay. I want to know, and for everybody who is not aware of what you do yet, or maybe who hasn't gotten the blessing of getting to meet you or hear about you, would you share, first of all, what you're doing now? But I would love for you to also go back and share where that came from. Yeah. So, you know, as I'm founder and CEO of Vina, and Vina is a company that's fully dedicated to empowering women through connections mm-hmm. and helping you get access to the information and people required to help you live your best life. And that I really see is through friends and through friendship and building community. So whether it is you're looking for more mom friends or runners or other women who are entrepreneurs or women who code or Uh, people who also love doing crafts, we help you find that community Mm -hmm. and uh, through an app. And so the app is called Hey Vina. And for your information and education, Vina actually is the word for female friend in Icelandic. Oh my God. I love that. I did not know that. Yeah. So if you, if you know, like Amiga, for example, Mm -hmm. we all, we love our Amigas, um, but Vina is, is Icelandic word for that. And the story behind that is that Um, I started a women's group actually to solve my own problem of how do I meet new friends Mm. called Ladies Huvina, where every month I threw a wine happy hour. And it was as simple as just inviting everyone I know and a friend of mine knew to come together in a shared place at a shared time over a glass of wine Mm. to start these relationships. And when I wanted to scale that out to other people around the world and continue to solve this problem um, that I had been thinking about for literally my whole life of like, Mm. how do I get access to more people and more people like me? Not because it's not just about, you know, just having anyone around. It's about having the right people surrounding you where feel lifted up and you feel happy and empowered Mm -hmm. and you don't feel like you're questioning yourself all the time or anything like mm-hmm. that. And so I've built the test, this technology platform um, available on iPhone and Android in 158 countries around the world. So really you can open it up pretty much anywhere you are in your life or in the world and instantly see a plethora of women who are like you and they want to connect and they want to build community and they're showing up to say, hey, like I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to to build more relationships and find more people and and really fill out that circle. And so um, it's kind of like a dating app interface where you actually fill out personality quiz questions and then you swipe uh, left and right and to indicate whether or not you want to meet someone right now or skip them, save them for later. And at that point, when you get a match, we introduce you and uh, you get a little message from the Olivia bot, actually, who (laughs) says like, hey, you two are 
you know, both members of this community, or you have this shared personality trait based on your quizzes, um, why don't you two like start chatting or make plans to meet up right away? I really encourage everyone to meet up right away because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like that's why we're there. There are plenty of places on the internet where you can continue to share content or chat and like participate in a forum. And those are great. But Mm -hmm. what my intentionality is to actually give you a tool to meet up with people who are nearby and make those connections in real life, sit face to face, mm-hmm. hug each other, talk each o- to each other about each other's lives and have that like mutual energy exchange. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've built with Vina mm-hmm. and the story behind it. It's kind of like, you know, it's a, it's a real personal story. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's a journey of, of being a woman that we've all felt where, you know, growing up sometimes in your social groups, you suddenly feel like the odd girl out and you're like, whoa, like, this is weird. I feel like everyone is against Mm, me. Yeah. Like, how did this happen? Like, these were my best friends. Mm. And it was times where I, I survived that. I met new people or I've revived those relationships and through a lot of like work and good conversation. And then I moved to San Francisco in 2009. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the catalysts for this was like in my hometown, which isn't necessarily a super small town, but I'm from Newport beach in Orange County. And I'd lived there my whole life. And there was this night where I was in a blockbuster for those of you who ever got to experience a blockbuster. And I knew every single person in that blockbuster. And I was like, wait, what is it? A blockbuster, like where you rent videos, like a video. Oh, yeah, rental. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is she talking about the video place? Yeah. Okay. Like back in the day where we actually rented videos from a store. I was like, is that a California thing? Is it a type of party? Or <laughs> <laughs> it's been that long since we remember exactly. going into a store to rent a video. But like that's where you go on Friday night and you're like, exactly. all right, my friends and I are gonna rent a video tonight yeah. to watch. Um, you know, maybe it'll be like the sex in the city video. I don't really know. We'll walk around. We'll see what, what strikes our fancy. Um, and I knew every single person in that blockbuster. Oh my gosh. Like it was the boy that I had a crush on in, Mm -hmm. you know, elementary school. It was like my teacher from like this, you know, eighth grade Mm -hmm. science teacher. It was, you know, basically I knew everyone. I was like, okay, I really want to push myself to expand more. Like Mm -hmm. I got to get out of here. I really want to really see and experience a lot more and my life. And I left, you know, shortly thereafter, um, to just go to a bigger town and without really realizing how hard it would be to be the new girl in town, Mm. to move to a new city where I'm like, Oh, I don't know anyone. And Mm -hmm. I was staying with my aunt who was so lucky to have, you know, put me up and let me to quit my job and just show up and be like, all right, I'm here, San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Like, show me the world. Mm-hmm. I was 20, 23 mm. and uh, I realized that this is going to be really hard mm. um, as I was on like, you know, my eighth day of saying, watching marathons <laughs> of Say Yes to the Dress and America's Next Top <laughs> Model. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> yes. And like looking outside and like seeing girls walk by with like uh, their yoga mats on their way to brunch and like girls. looking <laughs> so happy. I'm like, wait, like where's my invite? How do I do that? How do I do that? Like, shoot, I didn't realize that I didn't learn how to make friends. Mm, mm-hmm. Like something we don't really learn or like ever really think about is like a formula of like, how am I about to go do this? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you go out, I started, um, 
looking online, I was like, okay, well, at least maybe I could go on some dates. And this was before we had dating apps. And I was like, all right, well, we'll go on some like on a dating website. I was on OkCupid. And <laughs> um, something really interesting that OkCupid would do is they would show you women who were like you. Mm. Um, and I was going on these dates and it was a very scientific process where you like answer these personality questions. And uh, these dates that I were going on were pretty interesting. Like I would have really great conversation with these guys and... I was realizing that like, while we weren't necessarily having chemistry, like a romantic connection, like I was having great conversations. Like we liked the same books or we had similar political perspectives or we liked to go do the same stuff because it's really, technology is pretty good at figuring out, like, Mm -hmm. do you have these things in common? What they don't know is like, you know, is the sound of this guy's voice going to drive you absolutely insane <laughs> within five minutes? And so, you you know, if anyone who's ever online dated, it's probably real, like been on a lot of like bad dates. Mm. Um, and that's like the truth for meeting anyone new um, per se. Like you just aren't going to click with everyone. Right. So I started looking at the profiles of women similar to me and I was like, well, maybe like these girls are really funny. Like they read the same things. Like we mm. like to go to the same places. Like, she has amazing eyebrows and I love her outfits. Like, how, like, how do I become friends with her? Mm-hmm. So I started messaging them and I got rejected a lot being like, I'm not a lesbian. Yeah. Thanks. I'm like, well, you know, it wouldn't be wrong if you wanted to be a lesbian, but like, I'm not hitting on you. Like I was yeah. explicitly said like new to town, like we like the same band. Like what if we went to a show or like happier? I don't really know how to do this. It's super awkward. <laughs> Right. Like this is obviously, this is not the case on OkCupid that we're looking for friends, but like (laughs) trying to make something work here because I'm feeling really lonely Yeah, and I want to get out of this house and like not be with someone who's going to just be trying to get into my pants. (laughs) Right. And so um, I tried a lot of other things. I signed up for charity events and I did a triathlon. I literally did a triathlon. Wow, you go girl. Yeah, (laughs) so I could make friends. I fundraised for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, um, which was a meaningful cause to me. Mm -hmm. And I joined a women's like empowerment nonprofit where we did grant writing for women's organizations and in in this process, I learned a lot of really interesting things. Like one- it's still hard to make friends when you're in person with other people, even around a cause. But two, when you invest into groups of women, that the entirety of society improves, Mm. which was a really interesting lens for me to take on, um, always believing in like my own power as woman, but not only that, but like when you really build something or like give resources to women, Mm. they reinvest them into their communities Mm. and make, you know, education thrives and the economy thrives and everybody's happier and healthier and better, which is amazing. Mm. And so I really saw the power of of really focusing on women's empowerment, not just in my own life, but in communities all around the world. And so that brought in another lens of wanting to create a place that's specifically just for women because it's not only safer, but it also makes the world a better place. Mm. And so fast forward, I started working in tech a bunch and um, I was then like the only woman in the office and, you know, enterprise software companies and witnessed all the terrible things. I don't know if you've ever read the news about weird, Mm. terrible things that happen in office culture and tech companies when you're the only woman, but those things happen and happen to everyone, usually, whether or not you talk about it. What was that like? Just what was it like going to work knowing that? Like, how did you prepare for that? I I think like I just really 
you know, I really tried to be like one of the guys. Like mm-hmm. I kind of always, you know, there were times in my life where I was like hung out with a lot of guy friends mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe I even convinced myself that when I wasn't having good relationships with other women that like, you know, maybe I'm just a guy's girl. Yeah. Like maybe totally actually, used that line like most of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe actually like I just hang prefer the company of men and that was really kind of making up for the fact that like, I just was feeling really disconnected from women and Mm -hmm. feeling like afraid of the friendship of women. Mm. What were you afraid of around your friendship with women? You know, it's like acceptance Mm -hmm. and feeling, wanting to feel accepted or feeling like, like just intimidated or feeling like I'd been on like, you know, I'd had a bad falling out with like Mm -hmm. a girlfriend and you know, it was just like, it's scary where like, maybe I was like, oh, well, if I guys hang out with guys and then, you know, I had some really bad interactions with guy friends where mm. I, I confess this, I literally punched one in the face once. <laughs> um, I've never like really made that admission to like mm. publicly, but um, because he told me that the only reason guys wanted to be my friend was because they were trying to sleep with me mm. because he tried to kiss me. And I was like, oh no, like you're such a good friend. Like I don't want to see that relationship. Like, I just don't think of you in that way. And like, you're a great friend. Like, you know, I'm flattered, but mm-hmm. just like, don't, let's not go there. And when he told me that my only value was sex, Mm -hmm. I just like, the rage came out. And like, I was just like, screw you. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Like, let's, like, how could you like put me, like you're, it's like the woman, like you're suddenly objectified, like so to your face that like, literally that's your only value. And so I punched him. Mm, It's easy to take that moment of like, it makes that moment of, of all of the moments with all of your other guy friends where they were real for you and you felt connected. And it's like the only people you feel connected to were men and that got taken away as well. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously it wasn't the most, that's like not productive communication there. Yes. But it was masculine communication Mm -hmm. and it was like, you know. And that's what you were in and used to. Yeah. And it was, that was like, well, I'll show you Mm -hmm. um, and I'll show you my power and like, you know, the least thing that you expect me to do, like at that point is for me to tell you that in the most dramatic way possible that I know that that's so wrong. What does that feel like right now, looking back at that whole portion of your life now that you know what you know? I mean, of course it's important and you needed it to even figure out what you're doing now, but what, like from where you're standing right now, what does that, because right now you're, we're, I know that we're on that same mission of talking to that woman who's in that position right now, who thinks that I'm just a, a guy's girl and this is how it is. And looking back, you can actually be like, no, that was me. And now that I have this wisdom over here, what I'd like to share with her is. You know, I think one, I'm really proud of the fact that I stood up for myself and and punished that guy Mm. for saying that to me, because I think that's something that like we, a more timid version of me would have been like just really hurt and like cried. And instead of like sticking up for myself and maybe it's not the most mature thing to do to punch someone and like physical violence is never encouraged, but I felt really proud of showing like standing up for myself in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like going back to that girl, I think it's, you know, there was a really beautiful story that a journalist shared when she tried um, when she tried Vina for the first time, and she was really against it. She was a journalist for Mike, and um, she came with the perspective of also being uh, only a guy's 
girl and like mm-hmm. that she just like didn't couldn't form bonds with women and like that and she actually had this full coming of age moment when she used Vina and had a successful and like had some unsuccessful times where she was like I realized that actually I'm the problem it's mm. not other women that are the problem it's my defenses and my insecurities and or my jealousy mm-hmm. um that is preventing me from building these bonds. Mm. And like they're my walls where, you know, there's men and women. So I come from a social psychology background. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something I studied, I've been passionate about my whole life. And I studied in college and I did tons of research around. Um, but men and women actually form bonds differently. Mm. So men form bonds through um, activity-oriented uh experiences. So usually like they're doing something and by doing the thing, they develop a friendship. Whereas women form bonds through storytelling and vulnerability. Mm. And that um, differentiator, you know, and they think that there's, it's not to say that men and women don't crave opposite ways of of bonding and like mm-hmm. we're all masculine and feminine in many ways and very variations through our lives. It doesn't mean that it has anything to do with your gender, but it's just the masculine versus feminine way of actually building relationships. And I think when um, you're feeling really vulnerable and you have your walls up, you default to maybe a more masculine way mm. of bonding. Mm. And there's a lot of men who actually really gravitate to building friendships with women because they crave vulnerable connection, mm. which all humans crave vulnerable connection. We mm-hmm. need it. Like physically, we actually need it. And that's starting to be proven with science. And we actually have a medical advisory board of Vina where we have the top researchers and scientists and um, and psychologists who look at the role of human uh, connections uh, in our lives. And so looking at its role with disease recovery, virus recovery, cancer recovery, mm-hmm. to our health span, to the likelihood you are to even get sick. And yeah. it all comes back to those social connections. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about seeing other people. It's about having vulnerable interactions with them. Mm. Oh, I love all of that because, I mean, it's literally what I've been living the past, I I don't know, probably four plus years, but it's what I'm so literally everything you're talking about is exactly what I'm passionate about. And I'm just so obsessed with finding other women who are doing the same thing. Cause it's a message that I think is just, it's, it's probably one of the most important messages right now because we're isolating ourselves even more in social media. And we're really starting to convince ourselves that it's not needed. It's like, no, you can just reach out and connect on social or, you know, you can text someone or, you know, you should be fine or you should be this girl boss or you can do this and this will make you happy. Or if you have this, this will make you happy. And it's like, I've done all that. (laughs) I spent my time thinking that it would get me somewhere and that I was going to feel different. And at the end of the day, accomplishments are really important, I believe, but you have to have the, you have to have the connection along with it. And I think that life and all of your goals and all of the achievements just go so much easier and faster because I believe that we're not meant to do it alone. What have you noticed in your life through connection, how it's affected different parts of your life? What would you say has been let's just use this last year, has been one of the biggest things that has either improved or that you've really noticed has, you know, shifted from having friendship? Yeah. Well, as an entrepreneur and as a startup founder, you know, there's absolutely no way that you can build a successful business on your own. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's just, you know, anyone who says that they did it alone is kidding themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you need people and you need a network and you need a lot of variety of people in that network. And you need a lot of, um, and when I say network, like I don't network, I make friends. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, believe in just having like when you're networking like there's a value exchange there at that point you're you're buying and selling or bartering mm-hmm. you know when you build an authentic connection with someone you're making a friend mm. and so um you know it's getting to know people for the sake of just getting to know them and seeing them and understanding them and what motivates them and then you know and having that reciprocated to you and by having those building those relationships with people Uh, and giving things to them and being helpful to them when it comes time to actually uh, need it and to ask for something for feedback or help or an introduction, those people are happy Mm. to show up for you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when it came to starting a tech company, like I by all means didn't know everything. I worked in tech for quite some time before I went off to build this. And one of the things that I realized that gave me the confidence to actually even go and start my business Mm -hmm. was working with the very senior executives and realizing that these senior male executives that have worked at big companies and scaled big organizations didn't know everything (laughs) and that I knew just as much as they Mm. did because anytime you're building something or doing something or creating something, you're doing it for the first time. Mm. You know, it's never going to be the exact same as anybody else's formula. Mm -hmm. And the magic that happens is actually when you use your creativity and your own ingenuity to -hmm. actually build something that's different. Mm. And so having like the friends that I could turn to when I needed to figure out how to learn to pitch to investors and knowing people who mm-hmm. could actually give me feedback on my pitch and, you know, tell me I would, I had designed, I designed Vina myself and I'm an untrained designer. I didn't go to RISD and I didn't, you know, design at Apple or Facebook or Google mm-hmm. beforehand. But what I did have was have a lot of really good friends who were designers and a vision. And like, I've always wanted to design a platform. And so, I would spend hours a day in the very beginning of Vina designing things and showing up and being like, hey, will you grab coffee with me and like give me feedback on my designs? Mm. And I'd be like, why is it ugly? Like, it's (laughs) like, I knew it was ugly. But why? But why? Like, I don't really know. Like, I I can change it. Exactly. Like, something is not right here. And, like it's far better for me to do that and get that feedback Mm -hmm. and learning than it is for me to show up and be like, do this for me. Yeah. Make this for me, which Mm -hmm. like they very well could have. I could have like hired them to do it because you should always pay your friends for work that Mm -hmm. they do for you. And instead I was getting feedback and advice. And by doing that and coming back and showing them my progress um, on the things that they were helping me with, they could actually see the real impact that they were having in my life and the way Mm. that they were nurturing me as a friend and as a human. And this was really special because it created a really important and vulnerable bond between us where part of them has been imparted upon me. Mm. And now you know, they're part of this experience where Mm -hmm. when they're helping me or giving me feedback, they can actually see results because I'm doing the results. And so it was actually really helpful and empowering to then say, okay, like, look at all this progress I've made. And by the time I'm finished, like everyone's really bought into what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and willing and excited to share it with other people. Mm. And that's a big deal um, because when you're creating something and creating a business, 
you know, it's not enough for it to just be good. It has to be good enough where people are excited to share about it or yeah. they're, they want it. And so by involving people in the process, you know, the entire process of Vina, I say is by women for women and mm. it's by our members and for our members. We involve our members in every step of the way. We have cohorts of like a thousand women at a time that actually do like user testing and QA testing and feedback on like, which icon should we use? And like, you know, which title do you like better for this? And like, Hey, is this even thing even working for you guys? Yeah. And we sit down in rooms and like, we give feedback and we test things and we say like, what do you actually want to see? Like what features do you want Vina to have? Mm -hmm. And we built those things. Mm -hmm. And it's not like just anyone in an ivory tower here saying like, this is this thing we made. Now you buy it. It's a truly communal effort. Mm. Wow. I mean, I don't even know which branch to, to jump on right now. There are so many good ones. So I, w- I would love to know at this point in your career, what are you in this very moment? Like when you wake up, what are you um, right now? What's your biggest obstacle and how are you going at it? Well, so I just moved to LA mm-hmm. and my biggest obstacle is you know, the fact that I'm revisiting that moment Mm. that catalyzed the start of Vina, Mm -hmm. where I'm the new girl in town Mm. uh, and I don't really know very many people in LA. And so I have to rebuild my own community. Mm. And, you know, there are even moments where there was like a Friday night once and I'd like texted everyone I knew in LA. I was like, Hey, I live here now. Like want to hang out? (laughs) Like let's grab a drink. And like, everyone's like, oh, great to hear. Like, let's circle back in like a couple weeks. And so I'm like driving home and all I want to do is see someone that I know or mm-hmm. have a meaningful conversation and and that find familiarity. And I like just cry and I'm like, I'm so lonely. And mm. because I'm realizing and I'm going back to that feeling of what it's like to be in that position again. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and you need people with, with your social life. You need to find those people that aren't just work contacts yes. that, you know, you can talk about anything and everything with. Um, and you also need those contacts when it comes to business too. And so a lot of my effort and work right now is rebuilding and not rebuilding, but building a new mm-hmm. network in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so not just for myself personally, but professionally with other entrepreneurs here because I need my other founder friends that I can like go to lunch with and mm-hmm. talk about talk business and shop with. Mm-hmm. And I need people who I can just go decompress with um, just as we all need such a kaleidoscope of individuals in our lives. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's my challenge. And that's a big focus of my time right now is like building my, my, building a professional and social network here in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. finding events and finding other people who are doing interesting things that I like and getting introductions and using Vina myself to like go to brunches. I'm hosting a brunch actually mm. tomorrow morning. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's about 25 women coming. Amazing. I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean, you can just post that you want to do something in a place that you know, what you like and see yeah. who else wants to join. And so I'm really excited about that and like mm-hmm. meeting some more friends. Mm-hmm. You're on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, we all have problems and yeah. like the biggest differentiator between, you know, happiness and, you know, being being sad about them is action. It's so true. I I, I love the quote, um, action cures anxiety because whenever I'm feeling 
anxious or I'm like, oh, this isn't happening or I start to feel bad or anything like that. It's like, what are you not doing? Mm Because just like the friendship thing, we're always the only variable. Always like we're oh, yeah. the only thing that we can change ever. And it's, it's the, per- so much is perspective. Um, especially I talk about this a lot because I hear, especially going around, um, on book tour, I would ask women in different areas. So I was in, you know, Boston and then New York and then the Midwest and then, you know, the West coast and every woman we could kind of in, in the rooms, I could kind of start categorizing what the thing was that they thought was stopping them from connecting with women. And it's so funny because it's, it was so stereotypical. Like I would say, what is it? And almost the whole room in, um, the Midwest, when I asked, why are you afraid to connect with women? Like what's the, what's the stereotype around like women friends here? And they were like, uh, that they're nice to your face, but they stab you in the back. And that was like 300 women all saying the same thing. And I'm like, okay, can we all first notice that that's your perspective? Like that's just a perspective that's stopping you from connecting. So when you go, uh, you know, when women first go on the app, are there things that you're like, um, breaking down, first of all, like having them kind of like, you know what I mean? Confront with how they're viewing their relationships first. Or what do you say to women when they're like, I'm just not, I'm doing this, but I still can't seem to find my match. Do you ever get that? Yeah. And I think we are so used to everything being instant in mm-hmm. our lives now. Like you have a movie, any movie you want to watch or like anything you want to eat, like within an hour. And it's really hard to not take that same approach, wanting that same approach with our interpersonal relationships Mm -hmm. because it takes time and work, work and time on yourself and with other people and their own time in their lives because we're all doing lots of other things. Mm -hmm. Even when you feel like you're doing nothing, like you can make up a million excuses as to why you're too busy to make it a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think one of the really important things that I like to do is when I say I don't have time for something, I rephrase it as like, that's not a priority. And I evaluate how that makes me feel. And if it's actually not true, I rearrange my life a bit. And, you know, it's really with our members, you know, there's a lot of vulnerability, you Mm -hmm. know, we're very afraid of the word loneliness. We're very afraid to think of ourselves as lonely Mm -hmm. when it's shouldn't be considered any different from being dehydrated Yeah, uh, because it's a physiological state Mm -hmm. that you have total control over changing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not an identity. It's not who you are. Like you're not a lonely person. You are lonely because you haven't had a meaningful conversation or connection. That's a really powerful statement. Like, I just really want people to just, you know, sit with that for a minute because I think I used to be so ashamed of being like, does anybody else sit in their house this much and cry and go to the the refrigerator 37 times out of loneliness? Like, you know, sometimes I'd just be like, let me just chew so that I don't feel so lonely. Mm-hmm. And I just, you start thinking that it, cause it can spiral. It's like a really real thing. It can spiral into starting to think that you have so many other things wrong with you. When I actually started connecting with people, it became like this cure for so many things that I was experiencing. Someone, I forget who said this, but, um, someone really beautifully said that dating, the act of dating is actually the act of falling in love with yourself over and over again. Oh, that's so good. Which 
I thought was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it has to be just romantic dating, mm-hmm. but you're no. falling in love with yourself because you're sharing your favorite things, your passions, mm. like the stories that make you who you are. Mm-hmm. And that actually is what's happening when you're having this connection with someone or you're taking the time to share and be intimate. Mm. And so it's like, it's a very beautiful concept to say, you know, it's not you. It's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to do. Like you are not Quasimodo up in a tower locked away <laughs> from society. Like mm-hmm. when you think of yourself as being lonely and when you go onto an app to make friends, it's not like, oh, how low is this moment where like I'm on an app now? No, you are really smart and mm-hmm. really like very proactive and you are empowered and confident and all of these amazing qualities and you're showing up there to build community. Like mm-hmm. that is a boss move. Yeah, That is not a pathetic move. That yeah. is a girl boss move and Mm -hmm. to show up and say like, you know what? Like I want to meet more people and like, I'm going to do what I want to do to make it happen. Mm. And not only that, I'm not going to leave it up to chance Yes, because, you know, leaving things up to chance, like that, that is not a control and an empowered state of your life. Mm -hmm. And when you take control and you say like, look, I'm going to look for these qualities in a friend. These are the things that I want to bring into my life. I want to bring in people who make me laugh. Mm -hmm. I want to bring in people who don't gossip. Mm -hmm. I want to bring in people who are these things. Like think about the qualities that you want in a friend because we shouldn't just be in a take what we can get mentality. Like you get to choose. That's the beautiful thing about friendship. It's Mm -hmm. not your family. Like you get to choose who you hang out with, who you spend your time with. Mm -hmm. And that is really, really powerful because Mm -hmm. uh, I think what's, was it shine theory, but we're, we're the five people that we're the sum of the five people that we spend the most amount of time with. Mm -hmm. Like, who are those people that you're spending time with? Is that who you want to be? Like, Mm -hmm. think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, those are things that we should journal about and like spend our time, you know, visioning, envisioning like who we want in our lives. Mm -hmm. And if it's not the people that are currently around you who are lifting you up and making you feel awesome, then think about who do you want to bring in? It's not sad or pathetic ever to be looking for a particular kind of person in your life. That's Mm. a place of knowing what you want. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, uh, like, I could not agree more. That's literally like going to an exercise studio that's on your block and wondering why you hate it so much, but you're not willing to venture out to anything else. Like, I hate this workout. It doesn't work, but I'm not going to go anywhere. Like it's, but it's on my block. Like that's really how we are with, but they're my neighbor or, but they're my high school friends or, but they're, you know, my husband's uh, wife's friends or whatever it is. And it's like, those don't, you pick, pick, don't, not what comes at you, but what you choose. And I look back at life and it's like the things that when I've really truly let go of my ego, my husband, um, is like one of his favorite quotes is ego is your biggest overhead. Cause it will be one of the things that holds you back from your happiness every single time. And I am, I, I always am like, if I ever recognize myself saying like, oh, well, I'm better than that or too good for that in my head, I'm like, oh, that's exactly what you need to go and do right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've been doing this exercise where if something makes me uncomfortable, I like lean into it yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to sit in this moment of mm. feeling really uncomfortable with this situation here and I'm going to get over it. Mm. I need to get over, get over myself Yeah, because so much of you know, what, what we want and what we, you know, want to do is you got to get over yourself Uh because like, you're not that, you know, none of us are that special or unique. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all, you know, we don't have to fit in. You can just get over that and just like be 
mm. you mm-hmm. and just get really comfortable in, in sitting there and just owning who you are. When's the point for, because I know some people that there's a lot of things that you, you have to go out and do to start to learn that, wow, you get to kind of start differentiating because a lot of the things I first experienced and also questions I get are like, at what point do I stay and sit in that discomfort? But then if it continues on, do I, you know, do I keep peeling back or are these not the right people? Like when does the, the differentiation start when you're trying to collect those people? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm always really proud. Like one of my favorite times of my life is my birthday party Mm. because I invite all of the people that I know to come out and get together. And these are people who don't know each other. These are people that I've collected throughout the world, whether I met them in like an Uber pool or (laughs) I, you know, picked her up in a coffee shop or met her on Venus. I love that. that, Whether I picked her up in a coffee shop. I literally picked up my best friend in a coffee shop. That's amazing. I was like, Hey, I see you in here pretty often. Like, what are you doing? Like, Hey girl, come here often. Hey, we laugh about all the time because you know, when I see, when I see like someone that's like beautiful and smart or like, I love her outfit and like someone I admire, Mm -hmm. I think, how can I bring more of that into my life? As opposed to a lot of our feelings that we're taught is like, Oh, well, screw her. Like she's so perfect. Like, ew. Yeah. That's, that's you being afraid. And Mm -hmm. instead of saying, you know, like, I want to be more like her. Like, Mm. how can I be friends with her? Mm -hmm. Like, tell me, like, what do you do? That's really beautiful. What's your workout tactic? Like, are you looking so good? Like, can you bring (laughs) me into this? Girl, why are you looking so good? I need some of that. (laughs) Right? Like, I need, like, tell me your secrets. Like, why is your hair so perfect? Because, like, (laughs) mine, I'm, like, trying to figure it out right now. Like, really, like, that's that's how to get better. Mm-hmm. Not by saying like, Oh, well her. Yeah. Um, and so I love, love bringing all the people that I've collected, mm-hmm. but it's looking for those qualities that you admire in, in other people, mm-hmm. whether it might be their aesthetic or if you're not aesthetically driven, like people that you would take a class with and are really smart and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, she's so smart. Like instead of being competitive, being like, Hey, can I study with you? Mm-hmm. Like, can I, can I provide the snacks and like, you know, yeah. bring me into like, how'd you figure all this out? Mm. Um, so that's the way is like turning that, that envy that we might feel into admiration Yes, and, and bringing it in closer. That's been really huge for me. And as much as it's, as much as I thought that I was already doing that, um, I get really intimidated by people who are smart and also tech savvy as well. Like if they have like a big tech background or I feel like I look at them in their business and they're doing everything. And I'm like, how in the hell do they do that? Like, it's almost, it's almost intimidating to me where I noticed I used to back away and now I'm leaning in. I'm like, go straight there. Cause it's actually what I need. Cause it's what I want to be doing in the future as well. And what's happening is of course, it's like the best conversations. Like you, you just notice that you're like, wow, a different part of me is being fed in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's probably been one of the biggest gifts to just be like, go there, just go there. It's like the it's Mel Robbins five second rule. I'm just like, go there, just <laughs> stop being so afraid and just go. Like make that, I had a, a, another podcast yesterday who this guy is like 
so into science that sometimes I can be intimidated by it. Cause I'm like, what am I even going to ask this person? He's like so smart. And then when I got him here, I was like, this is like one of the best, easiest conversations. Cause I'm truly like, I can't ask enough. Cause I don't know, <laughs> but we tend to gravitate towards the people that were like, Oh, that's familiar. So when you are, um, it, well, you kind of touched on it. Like when you specifically are looking, uh, for like your business and your life to go in a certain direction, do you seek out specifically those types of people? Yeah, absolutely. You know, for example, I have been spending a lot of time with friends who are really good at media Mm. because I have been, you know, I tend to be a person that really likes to have been like behind the scenes Mm. and want to like, I build tools for you to go and do things. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, like, don't worry about me. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that's really important as part of my work is telling the story and sharing all of the knowledge that I've learned through my research mm. and working with all of these incredible scientists who know really amazing things about human connection and helping our members, because I've been studying this for so long and helping them get be able to get to the point where you feel really confident Mm. in going and not just like signing up and be like, all right, I'm here. I'm really excited to do this. But like, oh my gosh, and now what? Because I know that that's a feeling that so many people feel where it's like, all right, I'm ready to make some new friends. I'm ready to build some connections, but like I'm showing up here and I've got the tool now, but now I'm scared. Like, what do I say? And these are things that I've studied and tools and actual scientific reasons why you should approach things certain particular ways. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to be friends. Like scientifically, it's proven that people want to be friends with people who are confident. Mm -hmm. Like that is backed by research. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we're taught as women to not be too shiny, too bright, or too much of anything to make sure that like nobody feels threatened by you, that's actually bad advice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's really bad advice. (laughs) Because I will tell you, well, I came from a really religious background. So on top of already having that in my family, it was like a major part of my religion to not um, do anything outside of that, like to not go after dreams, to not stand out too much, to give all glory, um, you know, to God and the religion. And while that was great to learn and it was fantastic and I don't regret a moment of it, it's been one of the biggest things that I've had to work through in order to connect with people, to figure out who I am, to build a business, to attract people into my business, to attract friends into my life. Because I found that I was creating these connections where um, I was learning all about them, but they were learning nothing about me. So I felt more connected to them than maybe they did to me. It's almost like that social media connection where you're like, wow, I get to learn everything about you, but I'm, you know, they're not learning anything about me. So it was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I'm actually not sharing. So I wasn't never feeling fully connected to people because of the lack of sharing, like Mm -hmm. out of fear of that. So what do you think are some of the top fears or, or not even fears, but blocks for women when they go to connect? Like what's important for women to know when they're going on this app or when they're going on their own friend dates? I think being interested is interesting. So Mm -hmm. like everyone loves to talk and share about So I think you were doing actually really good behavior when it comes to bonding. Mm -hmm. And most people don't even realize that they haven't asked you any questions because we're all so self-involved. Right. And that's just like 
you know, being a human and I'm not going to point at fingers at being bad per se, but I'm saying that these are behaviors that we can keep track of. Right. And so, you know, I think it's sharing stories in an exchange way about common, common interests. So like you ask a story, ask someone about, um, you know, about their hobbies or if they, if they do crafts, I'm like, oh, like you learned how to, how did you learn how to do that? I've always been interested in it because of X, Y, and Z. So when you have a variety of interests and you nurture them or you become curious, mm-hmm. the curiosity is actually a really helpful tactic in becoming friends. I always like to have a few like pocket questions that yes. like I ask people, <laughs> yes. like I kind of pick like a handful. My favorite books that I had when I was a kid were these books of questions. Oh, awesome. I know. I just, I literally have like 12 of them. And wow. Like 10,000 questions for getting to know or like 50,000 questions. That's and amazing. I just love them. And I actually found some really like nurtured some really great relationships that I had by just going, being like, Hey, I have this book of questions. Like want to go through it? Do you remember what they were? Cause someone's going to ask me. What the questions? The, yeah. Oh, the questions books. From oh, when you there's, were little. Um, there's one that's called 20,000 Questions for Getting to Know Anyone. Okay. We actually have, there's a, a researcher that created a study that was like 36 questions for falling in love oh, with yeah. anyone. Yep. So he's on our medical advisory board at Vina. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's not just like falling in romantic love, but there are 36 questions that basically in, increase in intimacy of getting to know someone from like very surface level things to actually things like there are stories about your childhood. And those are great to go through. Yeah. Um, there's, you can buy um, boxes of table topics that mm-hmm. you just like throw on your dining table and by doing that, it kind of gives you an excuse. Like you have like an alibi where you're like, I'm not just asking you this really personal question. Like it's on the card. Yes, totally. Like it's in the book. So totally. here's one. Um, <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it's okay. I think I encourage you to just kind of take ownership of those questions. Mm-hmm. But if you need baby steps and be like, hey, like let's do this game, this question game. Yes. Um, it's good to have those on hand, those tools. And then- um, I like to have a few that I just make up here and there where I'm like, hey, the, I like to have these dinner party questions. I like dis- disclaimer, but like, yeah. these are the questions that I'm asking people right now. Like, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> that is, oh, as you talk, I'm like, we are like twins. I literally <laughs> am like, I, I, when I was writing that book, it says in there, I'm like, this is your excuse. Like, just use this and say it's your excuse because I'm, I'm obsessed with dinner parties and questions and I just make it sound like it's a part of my life or like my life's work. I'm like, oh, I'm asking these questions right now. I'm like, I just totally pulled that on my ass because I, I need to know these things or I need to like, yeah. you know, have or something to say right now. Right now and I want to know, <laughs> I know something real about you. I can't talk about LA's weather that doesn't actually exist anyway right now. Right. Or how long it took me. <laughs> to get here. <laughs> I know, but we have to talk about that anyway. Yeah, That's like the minutes. first question. Okay. I need him like, how long did it take? <laughs> 45 minutes this morning. Not bad. You guys, you guys, it's a real quite, it's like a real thing. It's actually still intriguing to me too. Cause I'm like, wait, how long did the three miles take you today? <laughs> <laughs> when, you never know. Exactly. When someone's like 15 minutes, I'm like, no way. Like, it's how'd not, you do that? It's not even real. Did you ride did a scooter? Helicopter? What is that? <laughs> It's true. <laughs> so, so the other thing is one of the practices that we started in the women's group I created yeah. was the concept of lady bragging. Mm, ooh, I need to hear about this. Yeah. So I made a website, ladybrag.com, mm-hmm. and you can go on and just post something you're proud of because as women, so I started to think about one of the ethos behind Vina is yeah. um, all of these excuses as to why men, not excuses, but I guess they're excuses. It's why men are succeeding over women. Mm. And like, what can we actually take control over to make sure that we are 
doing the most we possibly can to fight these things. Mm. And so one of them was the reason is men brag about their work more and women don't brag enough. Yeah. And that's just a behavior. Like women are not taught to brag. It's not to be bad to brag. Like, and so we, my group of friends and I coined the term lady brag Mm. uh, as to own your brags. And, you know, it's actually to be a lady is to be, you know, socially, culturally or etiquette appropriate. Yeah. But if we're going to call it a lady brag, you're owning it. And this is kind of a contrary term. And so one of the things we've seen happen in a lot of women's groups is seeing brag days take off where actually we encourage each other to talk about our achievements. And Mm. by doing this, by creating like in this group, we would all go around in a circle at dinner parties and be like, hey, everybody share your lady brag. Mm-hmm. And we learned so much about each other. Mm-hmm. We learned that some of our friends did like a 10,000 push-up challenge. And like Whoa. they never would have told yeah. us that they were like learning how to do 10,000 push-ups. Yes. Or they did a presentation at their work and it was celebrated by their CEO and they got a huge raise and bonus from it. Like these are things we don't tell our friends because we feel like, oh, we're not supposed to brag about right. um, our you know, financial wealth or, mm. or success. And we don't want to make our friends feel bad mm-hmm. um, or that, you know, like, hey, I was walking, you know, like the guy that I've had a crush on, I asked him out and he said, yes, like, I'm really excited that I took the first move. Yeah. So bragging about these things, we learn so much. It doesn't even have to be anything. You actually just start celebrating yourself. It might've been like, I was having a terrible day the other day and I pushed myself to get up, do my hair, put my clothes on, put my makeup on and like go and get myself out of it. And I feel really proud of that. Mm. And by celebrating yourself and then celebrating your friends celebrating you and Mm -hmm. having the community celebrate you, like that's a really powerful moment. Oh, I, I love that. This could be a whole other thing. Like I want, I want people to really understand how important that is. And I love that you coined that phrase because it's just makes it easier to do. Like, here's what we're going to do right now. Just kind of like, here's my questions I've been asking this week. It's like, this is a part of it. Like, Hey, this is okay. let's all lady brag. Yeah. Let's all do it so that we can all know, because I think it's especially female entrepreneurs. It's so important because uh, you just made me kind of scan through my past of when I've gotten opportunities. The only reason is because I was like, Lori, if you don't buck up and lady brag right now about what's good in your life, like you may miss this opportunity because they don't know oh, what yeah. you're doing and what an impact it had. Like I will say so many people come and pitch to like, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example so you guys can understand who are listening. So many people pitch to me to either want to be on my podcast or have me on theirs, but they don't tell me their numbers at all. So what happens is because you don't have a lot of time and I'm sure like you, you have to figure out who's worth the time and in, in the direction that you want to go and what they have. If they're not telling you, like if you have a bunch of, of you know, women pitching you, but you have no idea what's going on. If, if their ideas are making an impact, if something has worked before, you're like, probably not even going to give it any thought. And you'll go to the one that shows the impact it's had or what you're looking for Mm -hmm. or the numbers that feel worth your time or whatever that looks like. So for me, it's like, if people would just brag to me, I'd be like, oh, thank you. Okay. Yes. That's worth the time right now. That's where, you know, for my schedule, this is where I'm at or what I want to be doing or Mm -hmm. vice versa. Like the people I've been able to get on my podcast is only because I've had to brag about numbers. And I'm like, most people don't send that, but when you do, it's a good thing. 
Right. I mean, and so much of what we as women even call bragging is right. like not bragging. It's, it's just not. giving the context to your yeah. life and, you know. So hey. even that made me warm. I'm just like, because <laughs> you can just take that word away even, you know, because yeah. it well, is. you can call it, if, if you like at least say like, oh, if I'm like, what am I going to brag about? Right. Like it at least forces you to like evaluate. And then it's good to put numbers to things. Mm-hmm. It's good to say like, oh, I did this or, you know, I got a press coverage that I really yes. wanted or yes. I got a good, great grade in this class or mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I've kept my kid alive for five years. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I would call that a bonus. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. (laughs) But it's finding those things that you want to celebrate about yourself, whether they're professional or personal. Yeah. It's really important to celebrate. And it's different from being grateful because Mm. being grateful is a state of receiving, which is great. And you can be like, oh, I'm so grateful that I have a beautiful home to live in or that. Mm. But you know what? If you say, I'm really proud of the fact that Mm. I earned a great home and I went out and I created a great space and Mm. you own that you did that. Like that is really special Mm. because we work so hard in our lives to get the things that we want. Sometimes things are given to us and then Mm. like we can be grateful for those gifts and we can be be grateful to have had the opportunity to pursue like you know, and achieving these things or having grateful for the access to connections or whatever, Mm. but being proud of yourself for those achievements, like that's important and Mm -hmm. recognizing, I think Snoop Dogg actually recently gave a speech. (laughs) I loved it. When Uh, Snoop talks, we listen. Oh yeah. And he, (laughs) he gave like this, um, like he won an award and he was like, I just want to say thank you to myself for all of the work that I put into making this happen. I want to say thank you to myself for, and it was a speech where he thanked himself and we need to do that. Ladies, we need to thank ourselves (laughs) for everything that we do to make our dreams come true. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's so true because, and I think thanking yourself and really knowing that that was inside of you can also help keep away the fear of what if, what if I lose all of this? Do you know what I'm saying? Cause sometimes we can think it was just luck or something happened or it was a relationship you built. And it's like, okay, you, you built that relationship. You created that from the same place that you created that thing that maybe you don't have anymore or you lost or doesn't work, or you're afraid of going away. Like you have that power inside of you. And if you don't fully acknowledge that, that like I've been doing a lot of work around that recently, just, you know, I think sometimes when you can create a lot of things that you love, all of a sudden the fear can now turn from not getting the things, but to losing the things. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, from the same place that you created is the same place that you could create again. So I think that's really powerful. Thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like the difference of saying, I'm really grateful that this podcast exists as opposed to being, I'm really proud of myself for making Mm. the time to listen to it and invest in myself. Wow. Mm -hmm. And just, Thank you for that. And just that made me just think, I'm really grateful that I took the time to show up for all of these episodes for three years. Yeah. Like I could do that again. You can do it again. <laughs> well, I'm still doing it. also like help you tackle imposter syndrome too. And you yeah. think about like, oh, am I really qualified to be here? And you think about what did I do to 
Like I did stuff to get here. I read the books. I went to school. Like I, you know, put myself forward. I showed up. I did the work. Mm. What are you working through? Do you have something right now that you go back to, to just remind yourself? Um, Because what I always want to show people on this podcast is like, you know, people might be looking at you like, oh my God, she created this awesome app and she's so pretty and she's doing all of these things. (laughs) But- I know that you still have your days, which sometimes maybe every day something's sneaking in there. So what's what's kind of in the back of your mind? What's the inner mean girl voice saying right now and how do you tackle it? I try to be really, really kind to myself always. Um, and one of the things that I... I think we can all go through is like we can get really attached to our problems mm. and even like, oh, I'm not like doing, like I'm not showing up. I'm not working as hard as I should be working. And you're yeah. like, I'm working so hard. Like, yeah. like, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm like, I could be doing better or like I should be making more time to work out or like I haven't been going to bed on time. Like I'm just really not taking care of myself right. or like I'm not calling my family enough and like, yeah, you just... <laughs> Do I resonate like you, with all of those. You can get really down mm-hmm. or like you have these problems or like, oh, you know, you have, you know, I want, I want all these things and I can't get them. And like, so there's something in my way of blocking them. What's wrong with me? Like, or what's wrong, you know, with the world. And I have been really focused. My new exercise that I've been doing personally is problems of privilege. Mm. And I've been giving myself this tool um, where I become grateful that Mm. I have the privilege to have that problem Mm. where I feel like if I feel frustrated, like, oh, I have to like move again. And I've moved so many times in the last year. Like, I can't possibly do this. It's so hard. Like, I am so fortunate to have a home and feel like I can qualify to live other places and that I have the resources to make that happen. Mm. Like how lucky am I that I get to have this problem? Mm. Or if I'm having problems with like my family and like, you know, so-and-so is annoying me or, or like giving me a really hard time about things in my life. I'm like, how grateful am I that I get to have a family Mm-hmm. That I have someone that cares enough about me to like give me a hard time about this. So like this is a problem of privilege, which allows me to like kind of get over the fact that like it's still a problem. It's still something I need to solve because it's a pain point and like I hate I cannot just like sit there with a pain point. Like, yeah. Like, I'm a princess in a pea of life. I'm like, there is something itching me. Like, I have to get away from it or fix it right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so that's, that's something that I, an exercise that I've been working on for myself. I don't know. I just made it up the other day. I love it. I'm like, I'm using that one. I'm going to quote you on lady bragging. That's a great one for people to start with, like just a, a girl's dinner. Yeah. Like that's amazing because it's like a really fast way to break down a wall, um, to put yourself out there and to learn about people. Mm-hmm. It's like lady brag dinners. You yeah. got to just get that out there. We got it. Everyone she needs to, <laughs> everyone listening, go and ask at least one person what their lady brag is. Mm-hmm. Right now. Yeah. You can also go to ladybrag.com and post it. Oh, yeah. There. Awesome. You can send digital cheers to other people who've posted brags. How fun. Oh, I love that. Okay, yeah. that's super fun. Super fun. Go on there and it's easy. Do mine. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is your lady brag? Oh, my lady brag. 
oh, well now it's uncomfortable. You got to go. It's not, I mean, um, now we're, you can't, you can't be endorsing it without doing it. Okay. Oh man. I mean, there's, I have two big lady brags from this last year, um, that I really, I'm so proud of myself. Like I wrote a book that's great. And it, it's, a, it's a number one bestseller. Like I'm in that. I never, I'm from a small town. Come on. It's like, huge. And it was hard. I will say writing that book was probably one of the hardest, most beautiful experience of my life. So I'm so proud of myself that I got, like, I, I went through it and I enjoyed it. Cause my mantra through the whole thing was like, it was kind of like, you get to do this is what I was telling myself the whole time. So while it was so challenging. And I had moments of like, that's, this is never going to happen. I did also thoroughly enjoy it and like got through, I don't even want to say got through, did book tour and did the whole thing the way that I wanted to do it. So I'm really proud of that. Um, and I'm really proud of the podcast. Like I'm so proud of the podcast. Like it's mile, like hit massive milestones. Like that's great. 10 million people have listened to this podcast. Like that's insane. That's amazing. And I'm so proud of that. So those are my lady brags. I am proud of you. I'm cheering you, you right now. Cheers. We've got, we've got some water. We can turn it into wine. It's fine. I don't know how that's going to happen, but mm-hmm. just close your eyes and it's just possible. There it is. There it is. Grapes. Mm, champagne. <laughs> Bubbles. It's great. What's yours? This is fun. Isn't it? <laughs> Well, it's so hard. It's so easy to tell everyone to do this and be like, and then when you have to do it, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little warm say? right after. Be good enough? <laughs> a little toasty. So, my lady brag is there's a, actually there's a lot of things I'm really proud of. Isn't that the best? I'm, but you know, at this point, like I'm going into the new year with bigger goals than I've ever possibly even allowed mm. myself. I I don't like, I've mm. always been one of those people that's like, I don't have dreams. Like mm. it was not my dream. To, like I had a goal. Um, yeah. and, and like, for whatever reason, I was like allergic to the concept of dreaming. Mm. Um, and at this point, like these are dreams and yeah. I'm there and they're goals too. Like they're, they're, they're concrete. And I feel the confidence mm in myself that I will be able to make them all come true. Mm -hmm. And just having that confidence, even though like there are zero signals at this point that like say that like, these are, these are achievable. Yeah. You know, aside from the fact that like I had, you know, three years ago, there was Novena. There was like me being like, I have an idea. And I sat down with one of my investors yesterday I'm sorry, this is a longer lady brag. It's great. Um, Keep going. But in one of my investors, Sean Rad, who's the founder um, and CEO of of Tinder, or former Mm -hmm. CEO of Tinder. And I was telling him about my plans for the new year. And he was like, this is huge. You're building a several billion dollar company here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I told you that like three years ago when you met me and you reached out and did you not believe me then? Right. And he's like, you were ambitious. <laughs> and yeah. He's like, I'll give you that. And he's like, I, you know, I didn't know for sure if you had it, mm. but you have it. Mm. And so um, there's a lot of really exciting announcements coming up with Vina, um, all involving, you know, women and community and, yeah. and building, building pl- special places for us. Mm. And so that was, I had, you know, someone I really respect and admire and, um, you know, a lot of people really respect him. Right? Well, he's a billionaire. Right. Um, and say like, hey, 
what you are doing is on the track to build something huge. Wow. And I'm really proud of you and everything that you've achieved. Um, because with Vina, you know, as a solo female founder, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've found the people and the places to bring it all together. I've connected, you know, more than 7 million new friendships. That's amazing. And so it's 7 yeah. million more brunches and happy hours and problem solved, problem solving and <laughs> nights of businesses crying, and businesses, oh my goodness. bridesmaids. I've yeah. brought people bridesmaids and, um, you know, seen people tell me the stories of how they went from like the deepest depression they've ever felt to feeling excited every day. Cause they have people to text and like go mm-hmm. see and make plans with. And that to me is like, I, I will brag about that yes. to the day, like that I've touched that many lives and mm-hmm. my technology and this dream of being able to give access to uh, people mm. in their lives and give you the the ability to find those people mm-hmm. who will support you uh, through breakups and bad days and becoming roommates too. Like there's like five girls in Vegas right now, like, because like, like out partying, having a great time, like go girls, like invite me next time. Um, And like I've said, like people roommate gifts and Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. One girl was, uh, had this great friendship story of these girls who uh, were childhood friends and uh, they were friends when they were like six or seven had both ended up moving to some random small town in a different state and then found each other on Vina and reconnected and are now like best friends again. So tell me, it's just so not all interconnected, like your amazing idea to be like, Hey, you should follow this one. And you being like, I should follow this and following it was not actually a part of their plan as well. Mm -hmm. So when you get those nudges and you get those hits, ladies, and gentlemen, you're meant to follow them. Like you're meant to follow through with them mm-hmm. because I'm sure this was like a definite download or hit where you're like, huh, I definitely feel like I should do this. Oh yeah. I mean, and there's definitely, there's been so many days where I'm like, why am I doing this? This is so hard. For sure. Like this is so hard. It'd be so much easier to just have a job. Yeah. And then I remember like, I, you know, just think about our, I read our friendship stories and I reach out and I talk to another Vina on the platform mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm doing this because this is the, literally, I could not imagine doing anything else. And yeah. this is something I care about more than anything. Like, it's not about it being an easy journey. It's about being a purposeful journey mm-hmm. and a journey that where I get to bring my best self and like allow myself to learn and grow as a human. And at the same time, you know, make a meaningful impact in, mm. in people's lives mm-hmm. in a way that I really want to, in a way that like I feel is most meaningful and that's access to other people. Yes. Amen. Well, I just, we've been talking for a while. I could talk to you for a lot longer, but I would love to uh, just acknowledge you and say, I'm number one. I'm so excited we met. Me Super too. Super excited. Like I just, I love it. I can't even wait for who who even knows what the year can hold? I don't even know. That's when I meet some people. I'm like, God, I wonder what the year will hold. That'll be so exciting. Um, and just, I'm so grateful that you consistently show up and follow through on your dream. Like I'm so inspired by all of the work that you've done and what you're doing and your passion um, and how you're helping so many women. So how can people get on the app? Where can they find you? Where can they follow you? What should they go and do right now? So, hey, Vina is available on the App Store and Play Store. Uh, So you can get it in 158 countries around the world. It's free to download, free to use. 
you can't upgrade to some premium features on iOS, um, but it's you can totally have the entire experience for free. And you can find me on Instagram as Hey Olivia June at Twitter at Olivia June, and you can find Vina on um, basically every platform at Vinazine. And Vinazine is our content platform mm-hmm. where you can actually read stories by and for our community that help you make better connections. You can actually read an amazing interview that we did with Lori and mm. um, that's at venazine.com and you can read it in the app. Awesome. I'm so grateful for you. And I always end on one last question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So you're in an elevator. Yep. Kind of cliche, but it's like a 30 second ride. It's like two floors and it's a total stranger in the elevator. And she looks over at you and asks you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Love yourself. Mm. Amen, sister. All right, you guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And this is a really important episode to make sure you share with your friends. (laughs) So until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.
want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone 
phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com.